0: Ladies and gentlemen, hunters of all ages, welcome back to the Mock Racing Club podcast. My name is Mitchell Cashmore and this week, as always, I'm joined by a fellow member of the TMRC, Nick Ireland. How are we, mate?
1: Hey, mate. How's it going? Good to be here again. Um, Really excited for this week, to be honest. So very, very keen to get into it.
0: How good. I'm very keen to jump into this week's tips, especially here yours. I know that you've put a lot of research into this week's and... uh, especially after the success of the tips last week. I don't know about you, but I was stoked with the amount of tips that got up. I was scared out of my mind that we were going to get nothing right, and all the boys would just look at us and laugh at us for getting nothing right. But uh, what did you think of last week?
1: Yeah, it was good. Um, obviously, as I said, I was at the Rose Hill, so we only got one out of seven right in, in those races. So it was a bit annoying that a lot of them didn't get up, but the um, the last race got up for me, um, Snowfire. So I was happy with that. Um, but Saturday was a much better day. If you saw the Instagram, you saw um, I won a hundred dollar multi from five dollars, so it's always yeah, nice. not too bad. So it's pretty good. I'm pretty happy. But this week, I hope we we can go a little bit better. But honestly, very happy with our
0: um results from last week. Of course, like it was chalk and cheese from Friday night to Saturday night. You know, Friday night at Rose Hill, all but one favorite got up, and that was. Your of course Snowfire was the only one that wasn't a favourite that got up on the night. Then we go to Saturday and I've never seen this. It's probably happened a couple of times, but it's very bizarre, very rare that it happens. Not one favorite got up on the day. And it was a little annoying that a couple of our bets that we were very confident in didn't get up because they were the favourites. It was uh just bizarre. But um highlights of mine, trade win. Getting up at twenty seven dollar odds to win. But we tipped it just to go on the place at seven dollars. So uh too bad we didn't go each way. But of course, um your best bet of the day, Inspirational Girl, got up. I backed it, and I walked away with a bit of money because of it. And uh, it also won you the tip-off. Punner of the week, you got the point. Your yeah, 1-0 up there. 1-0 so nil up, nil up tip-off. I'll, I'll get up, um, get
1: up early because I'm winning too many of them, mate. Right? I reckon i um, will ins- be a bit of
0: a backmarker for this
1: competition for sure. <laughs> inspirational Girl, pretty happy with that. As I said, I won the $100 multi. Um, she was in my multi. Um. I'll just talk about that quickly. So I had excess funds at $5.32, which was probably the roughest one out of all of them. Um, that got up at Ballarat Race 5, so I was, I was super stoked with that. And then I accidentally tipped Western Empire, but I backed him in the wrong race. So luckily that got voided and um, walked away with $106 from a $5 stake. So I'm very happy with that. Oh, that got me up overall there- from the whole... Whole weekend and did um, pay for my beers as well, so I'm very happy with that.
0: Because well, our uh, Western Empire did uh, not run so well in the race that it ended up in, but unfortunately, you well not unfortunately, fortunately, yep. you backed it in a different race, got voided, and uh, you walk away with the money. So that's uh, great. But uh, today, let's focus on today a bit more. I believe we're running down the Mooney Valley card and the Rose Hill card for Saturday. I have Rose Hill. You have the Valley. Yep. Okay, well then let's get stuck in, shall we? Yes, First, before you uh, give your tips for Mooney Valley, I'll do a little bit of a track report that I like to do. We return to Metropolitan Racing in Victoria as we head to the valley and it appears as though nice nine little nice little nine-race card, good for track the entire day, plus the rail's in a true position throughout, so there shouldn't be much track bias when it comes to leaders versus back markers. Nico, take us through the card, mate.
1: Uh, so race one, we've got a 1,600-metre race to start off with a prize money of 135000 Um So we've got a couple of horses that I've gone through. So the first one, Ronnie J, a uh, decent horse, um, although I, I believe the jockey would be too too heavy for him. So I don't see it. Um, Craig Williams at 62 kilos, it's too heavy for him. It's not. I don't see him as a chance at um, $13. So I, I'd say that's a miss. That's one of them. Uh, still be friends. Good finish last week, finishing first by three lengths, not a bad option. Um, wise Dragon, worth the tip for a soft track, but it won't be able to – obviously, it's going to be 31 degrees as calculated, so um, it'll be a good track, and um, so I'd stay away from that as well. Seb Great. Song, um, good jockey, Jamie Carr on, came second last week by just the nose pretty much, and don't mind it, but it's it's not worth the $2.60 odds. Um, And for my tip, I'm tipping Supreme Thunder. Um, Although it's a chance to run tomorrow night in Cranbourne, but I doubt it. I doubt it will. I keep an eye on that, though. But finished second at the start of the month in a race that was only between him and another horse, as the gap to third was huge. Lost by Justin Nose, and we'll go close on Saturday. Um, Tip that at $4.50. And yeah, so Cashew, do you have?
0: Love that. I love that analysis from you, Nico. That doesn't sound like you are loving it. But um, yeah. the race is going to be run at a moderate, moderate tempo. Not many hit the front. Nowitzki will probably get up there. So does Ronnie But They'll both fade late. I'm going on favourite Seb Song. You said that it wasn't really worth going the $2.60 favourite, which it really isn't. It'll probably drop a lot on race day, and if it goes below $2, I won't be on it. But um, I think with Jamie Carr on board, and she had a week off last week, and she'll want to return strong on her very first horse of the day, and I think she might just be able to break the favourite curse of last week as well, but uh, we'll see what the price is come race day for that. Go on to race two, Nick. Uh just before that, if if
1: my horse does get scratched because it races tomorrow night, which I doubt it will, um, my next one would be um, still be friends at four dollars twenty. Yeah, I reckon. So we'll get on to race two now. So race two, thousand meters, hundred twenty-five thousand. Prize money. It's a maiden race for most horses, so you don't you don't really know much about them. You've got a couple of trial races to look off, so um it's a bit harder to pick this one, but um Golf of Suez is a hard one, as I believe. It's a very good horse, winning by three lengths last visit in the Vic Metro. Um wide barrier barrier needs to get out quick. Um but yeah, it's it's a good good horse, but keep keep an eye on the other ones. Uh Brazen Boy want to race by 14 lengths in the Adelaide trials so that's that's an achievement in itself not much to say about that to be honest but just thought I'd add that in there um my tip for the race will be the globe um damien damien oliver on him inside barrier raced once at flemington placed third um well down on the long straight i back it here again give it a go at 750 tipped what about you mate
0: uh yeah, too many debutantes in this one. I won't be jumping on. I hate maiden races. But uh if you must, I'd either be going Brazen Boy with Jamie Carr because of its trial form, like you said, or I agree with you. The Globe has racing experience, has a good jockey, think it might get up.
1: Yeah, that's it. Alright, we get on
0: to the next one. Race three now. Uh
1: sixteen hundred meters, seventy five thousand dollars prize money. Um the favourite is Ocean's Oceans thirteen. Um don't back it on the hard track, I reckon. I reckon it likes the soft a bit more than it likes the hard. Um, another horse, Laundi, uh Decent on the good track, worth a bit more than, because it had a terrible run on a heavy track last time. Last three races on a good track have been second, third and first, it's a good pick, I believe. Molitor, um, new jockey for him, finished first by one and a half lengths last start at Cranbourne. Don't mind the look. Can get it done. Supposed to be running tonight as well, so keep an eye out if it does. But I obviously I doubt it will. Um, my tip has taken some time because I like both those last two horses, Laundy and Molitor. But it has to be Laundy for me at seven dollars. I like the look. Molitor with a new jockey could go dangerously. Uh, back the Laundy.
0: Oh well, fair enough. They're all good horses, but uh, I must admit it's very silly to back a horse purely off its name, and I don't do it often. I've grown out of that sort of thing, but uh, I can't really resist. Favourite movie franchise of all time, George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Matt Damon. It's Ocean's 13 for me. My goodness. Has good form in her last four, being third, seventh, first, and second. Plus, gets blinkers for the first time, which should help her maintain her concentration all the way to the line, which she's had a problem with before. Like you said, don't really back her on the track, but I mean, I reckon the price will shorten on race days, and uh, at $3.80 at the moment, I'm glad to have something small on it just because of the name. I love me some Oceans 11, 12, and 13. Have you ever seen the movie? I haven't, actually. Oh, you've got to watch it. It is the best heist movie of all time. I love it. I could watch it all day without getting bored. And I know that my brother is also a big fan of it. So if he's listening, which I'm sure he will be, he'll be popping hard for this. Love me some-
1: Big shout out to Will.
0: Big shout out to Big Will Cashmore. He might join us on the podcast in a couple of weeks. Who knows? But yeah, Oceans 13 for me. Take us to the next one, Nick.
1: Uh, race four, 1600 meters, 125,000 prize money. Um, Goldie Fox, I like Craig Williams back on here. Knows how to ride the horse well with his last two races on him finishing fifth and first. Don't mind it at 12 dollars odds. Wings of Bastrami, great name. Last race came fourth in a close one by half, half a length, splitting them all. Um, has potential re-edit good horse damien oliver can get it done odds will decrease a lot come race day came second on flemington early this month by just the nose pretty much november dreaming jamie Carron on has potential as well sitting at second the whole race last start at flemington at the start of the month then just died and came ninth it ha- it's a good horse and has potential uh my back has to be re-edit back it i like it a lot give it a chance at 450 i
0: love it i love it but um I'm not really sure who to go in this one. It's going to be probably the slowest run race of the day by all accounts. But uh, November Dreaming, like you said, favorite for good reason, has Jamie Carr, should be winning. But uh, I'm going to go looking for some value. Like you said, Goldie Fox, Craig Williams, over the odds at $13 to win and $3.50 to place. Lovely each way odds there. Probably going to have a little each way play on her. But um, Duns and Roses at $61 to win and $15 to place. Call me crazy, but for some reason it's grabbing my attention. Last time she was at the Valley, she won. In a recent trial, she looked very good. Blon- uh, blonkers, not blonkers, blinkers go on. And she's down in weight. So uh, I can't not have something small on her to place. And after the trade win incident of last week, might just chuck a couple of bucks on to win as well. But that is staking small because it's $61. I wouldn't be breaking the bank and loading that because uh, most likely won't be getting up. But um, yeah, after trade win last week, I'm not going to take any risks.
1: Fair enough. All right, race five now. 1,200 metres, $140,000 prize money. Free to move. Odds are decent since a poor start on the soft track last month. Good horse on a good track. Jamie Carr on it as well. Good for it and has potential to get it done. Deep speed. Good chance. Finishing third, first, and first in the last three. Luke Curry has races well with this horse. Watch the odds as they will decrease. Nicolini Vito. First in his last two is an obvious standout. Luke Nolan on him this Saturday again and has good potential to get it done. One by a nose last race and three lengths the one before. Have a look at it. My bet has to be deep speed, too strong. Get on it early or multi it at $3.50. Down spe- to $3 right now, actually. I'm looking at the live.
0: Sorry about that little interruption, but uh, right. I, was just, I was just so keen to uh, jump on it with you because... Deep speed, you're correct. Very, very strong horse. Should be winning, but uh, I'll go for a little bit of value here. And I think $8.50, $2.40 to place. Ali boom, is the one for me each way. Led the whole way out last start at Flemington and has placed four from five this campaign. Craig Williams on board. He didn't have a good week last week. He'll be looking to bounce back and get a few winners. So uh, no dramas with the jockey. It's Ale Boom for me, and because you're so confident with Deep Speed, I'll be chucking on a cheeky top four same race multi with Ale Boom and Deep Speed. Take us to the race six, Nick.
1: Oh, I've got some bad news for you, mate. 11:57 a.m. Um, today, Ale Boom has been scratched. Oh,
0: oh no! Oh my goodness, that's my mistake. I've done my I I finished my it's research just a, a minute before that. Just mere minutes before that. Well, don't I have egg on my face. That's shocking from me. I uh That's okay. But uh well then no top four same race multi with me, it's deep speed all the way.
1: Fair enough. Alright, race six thousand meter sprint, one hundred and twenty five thousand dollar prize money. Uh Calliani Royale, last three, uh fifth, fourth, and fourth. Not a bad bet. Come came fifth by two lengths to the leader, not too bad. Led that whole race, decent value at five dollars fifty. Sophia's choice again. Not bad choice either, can get it done, won its last race by one length, has freshened up for four weeks and has the potential to get it done on Saturday. Watch the flux on race day, get on her if her price rises. Lady Brooke, back from a 17-week spell with a win last week, leading the whole thing and one by two, length. two lengths, very good record with three wins and two seconds from five races at second up. Just depends if it can hold under pressure in a bigger race. Um, all banter, crack a name, Won last race by half a length and has raced in big races, has the ability to get it done. Jamie Carr can also help this. My tip has to be Lady Brook for this one.
0: Uh, yeah, I don't blame you there, but uh, unfortunately nothing's sticking out to me for this one, so I won't be on it. I I won't give the tip just for the sake of giving a tip. I'll let you take that one, Lady Brook. Sounds good for me as well. Race seven, mate. Take race us there.
1: seven. Longer race here, 2,040 metres, 135,000 prize money. Um, I'd say the inside barrier will help into this first corner, but it's not too much to worry about as it is a bit of a longer race. Hangman, second in the last race, lost by a length. Um, last two races, over 2,000 metres, finished eighth and third. The eighth was on a soft, third was on good track. Has potential to get it done in this big race. I back him for top three at least. Uh, Bartholomew Diaz, personally, don't see it getting it done. However, second in its last over 2000 losing by a nose. I honestly don't believe it's worth $4.80. Let it fluctuate a bit, but if it goes down in price, I'd personally say stay away. Um, winning partner, hasn't raced at the distance yet. Um, had a good job winning South Australia Cups. Interesting to see how it goes here. Um... Stars of Keram, time for Calby here. Bit of a roughie. Don't mind it to be honest. Has a chance if he races well at $15. I don't mind it at all for a bit of value in it. Tipped at $15 and $4.20. Um, one more try, favorite at the moment. Not the biggest fan of them. Not enough value. Potential to get it done, but definitely not a safe bet. I'd pass personally, but watch it get up now that I said that. Um Barade, outside barrier, needs to jump. A decent jump to start, not too not too important again, but I don't mind it. Good horse at the distance of two, um, over 2,000 meters. I really like the value on it, and it's my tip for the day at 9.50 for the win and three dollars ten for the place, five dollars each way. Ooh, tip for the day or t- just
0: tip for the race? Just for the race. Just for the race. Relax, relax, relax. Say. Interesting one to go tip for the day. But uh, I haven't really encountered many of these horses, so I'm glad to uh, have listened to your stellar research there, Nick. But uh, going to be a sl- slow run race for sure. And since I said I uh, haven't really encountered many of them, I'm happy to go with the familiar face, Bartholomew Dias. Lovely pronunciation from both you and I. I think uh, We've gotten it right. Hopefully we have. But uh, comes from the mayor, Eustace Stable, and only just missed out by a nose when he came second in his last outing. outing. Will be ready to start peaking. So you said that he's not worth it, but I'll be happy to take both of him. But see, look at that already tripping that's over cool. it. It's a real, it's a really hard pronunciation. It is. You're right.
1: Um, but, uh, race, race eight, we'll give it a give it a miss because that's in our um.
0: We're talking about that later.
1: So race 9, 1,200 meters, one hundred twenty-five thousand, and it's the last race at Mooney Valley. Um, Montenegro, man. Yep, that is terrible pronunciation. Um, At $8, won the last race at $11 odds by a nose. Jamie Carr can get it done if she rides well and doesn't make any mistakes. I'd give it a chance. Jose at $7, fifth in the last start at Flemington at 1,400 metres. However, last three at 1,200 have been third, first and first, has potential. Um, Decent race, can be a favourites run. However, I tip Jose as he has a good record at the distance and decent odds at $7 to win and $2.50
0: to place. Lovely. You are. Uh, don't know if the listeners caught that, but there was a bit of uh, static on my end from your microphone. You cut out right at the start, but I heard most of the tips, and I heard you say how good overkill is, and that is the one for me in this one. Favourite for good reason, five starts, never miss the trifecta, don't expect it to start on Saturday, has been flying as of late for the Mayor used to stable, so I expect him to run a strong race once more. Plus, the jockey, Ben Mellon, was on it each of its three strong wins. Has all the upside potential for me. Happy to take the win bet at $3.90 each way if it drifts, uh, but it probably won't. But uh, since Ali Boom got scratched, I'll have to go with your tip. How's A combined with Overkill for a top four same race multi if the price is right on race day?
1: Very nice. All right. That's I love that me, analysis from, from you. My goodness, uh, I love that. The, the, the boys deserve a bit of research.
0: That was excellent. I loved it. You, last week, you said you were straight to the point, and you gave great tips straight to the points, but I think with a bit of research, they've become even better. I'm, I can't wait to see your knowledge just keep improving as we go through the different weeks. It's been very good yes, to hear yeah. that, Nick. But uh, yeah, apart from me, the only trip up was Bartholomew Dias. That was a very hard pronunciation, but uh I uh, tripped over my words, but again, in that race, I'll be taking that one. Bartholomew Dias, not Bartholomew Bartholomew Dias.
1: Very nice. All right, should we get on to – what what, what is next?
0: Well, uh, next is Rose Hill, but before I get into the Rose Hill card, I just want to talk about who's hot at the moment when it comes to jockeys. Um, The informed jockey last week was Tommy Berry, and – Like we said, he wasn't going to win every race because no one wins every race. But what he will be, he'll be around the line a lot. And he proved me right, came fourth a couple of times, a couple of fifths, a couple of sixths, uh, uh, I think a second there as well. But he also got up on Hulk for us. But uh, this week, Sydney Racing, back to the metropolitan area. And I think we all know who the king of Sydney metropolitan racing is, and that's James McDonald. Thanks to COVID. Love me
1: some JMac.
0: Everyone loves me some J-Mac. Like it's, He's just a great jockey. Thanks to COVID, he was stuck racing in Melbourne for a few weeks there. And let's be honest, he was about as successful as Nick Madison's test cricket career. Like, I mean, oh. 14 starts, zero wins, only five placings. Like, it was not good. Not good <laughs> whatsoever.
1: Brutal. Brutal.
0: Oh, that's Brutal. a real Nick Madison. What did he? He never got over 10 runs in test cricket. He was yeah. dropped quickly. Exactly.
1: Bring in an uh, analogy of a cricketer.
0: Wow. You wouldn't expect it me. I'm not a big cricket fan, but I do remember that Nick Maddison <laughs> was woeful at the crease. Wow. But um, yeah, mate. so since his return to Sydney, however, he's reminded everyone why he's the best. Seven from his last 22 on Sydney metropolitan tracks at a 32% win rate and 50% place rate. Plus, since his return to Sydney, He's had a 55% return on investment, which means that if you've backed every J-Mac horse since his return, you'd be making plenty of profit punters. So uh, he's also the current leader of the Sydney Jockey Premiership if his good form wasn't already proof enough of his ability. He's about three races clear of Tommy Berry on top of the ladder, thanks to his performance since his return. But um. He's got eight quality rides on Saturday at Rose Hill and he certainly has the potential to win another four like he did at Kemble last week. Race one, he's got Coast Watch at $13 odds with a classic J-Mac Waller combo. I know you love them, Nick. Yes, sir. Race two, he rides Rider in the Snow at $31 odds. Race three, he has the uh, race off, but next race in race four, he's got Promotions at $3.70 odds and race five, Lady Banff at $5.50. Race 6 and 7 are two more combos with Walla, with Mantastic at $8.50 and Sambro at $12 odds respectively. Finishing off the day, he's got Tactical Advantage at $26 odds and in the last, he has one more Walla horse with new arrangement at $13 odds. Just like Tommy Berry last week, punters, we aren't saying that J-Mac's going to win on all these horses, but uh, what we are saying is that watch out for them come race time as they could potentially all be around the line with J-Mac on their back. The best advice that I can give you is to find a couple of these horses that we just mentioned. Find out which ones you like, back them early because they could reduce in price dramatically come race day. And if they win, you'll be enjoying the early price that we just tipped you there. So after we've just discussed that, we'll go into the card rundown, the track report. Rail is going to be in the true position for Rose Hill, The lovely, uh, I think it's nine races. So um, no impact on the day is going to be for leaders versus backmarkers because of the rail in the true position. However, it's going to be blistering hot here in Sydney on Saturday, pushing Upwards of 35 degrees. So thanks to irrigation, we're probably going to be starting the day on a good four. But by the end of the day, expect the track to dry out and dry out hard. It is going to end up, by the end of the day, I guarantee it's going to end up being a good three or potentially even a hard two if it's an extremely dry heat and not humid. But if it's humid, it'll probably stay around that good four, good three range. Okay. Race one, 1100 meter mark. Plenty of horses here on debut. So you really don't know where they're going to run. The obvious choice appears to be sliders, has racing experience and won impressively last time out. Absolutely smashed the clock with Rachel King and she retains the ride and it should run exceptionally well again. But if you're looking for a debutante, the classic J-Mac Waller combo that we mentioned earlier in the form of Coast Watch. Looks like it could run a great race at beautiful each way odds with $13 to win and $3.80 to place. Missed the jump in a recent trial but uh, impressed me by, by being able to run very hard and catch up to them and win narrowly on the line so i mean if it jumps well if it doesn't miss the jump this time i expect to see coast watch around the line on the end so it's going to be either sliders to win or coast watch each way for me maybe a same race multi if the price is right on the Ah, uh, it's it's very hard for me to turn down a J Mac
1: and cj while i combo up but i feel like that would be a bit biased for me so i've i've gone with a bit different i've gone with Hanam Tommy Berry on him for, at $5. I don't mind it at all, but again, Coast Watch. It, it's going to be, I reckon it's between those two. Hopefully, um, it's not a day for the favourites as well over at Rose Hill and Sliders can stay away from it. But, um, yeah, I want to stay away from the buy, so I'm going with Hanam.
0: Yeah, that's very fair enough, staying away from the favourites. I think we're all scared to jump on the favourites after last week, but uh, just like I did in the first in Mooney Valley, I'm backing the favourite in the first to break the curse because, I mean, can't last forever, can it? Surely a favourite's got to get up eventually. And I know that at Rose Hill it's either going to be a favourite day or a value day, no in-between, but I think maybe that uh, Sliders could get it done. But uh, if not, I'm on Coast Watch. Race two, 2,400 metres, going to be a very fast run race despite the long distance, un-American, Shakespeare's Galley and Windermere all to roll forward early. Stockman and Almania are going to be the ones that storm home hard with the closing speed uh relucent or looks good for me after winning last week only to be changed to second after a protest from jmac i mean we weren't complaining we were on accountability and he got changed from second to first so we got the uh bigger price but uh nash he should ride it well again i expected to be around the line once more after sitting just off the pace the all race and then bursting home to try and redeem itself after last week's denial un-american and sound of cannons Both look incredibly over the odds as they have the ability to pull a shock upset at $31 and $27 odds, respectively. Wouldn't blame you for going a little each-way bet on them. Armenia, clearly the one to beat, but I'll take Relucent to bounce back and get the win this time without protest. Each-way bet if the price drifts. If not, just a win bet for me. What do you got there, Nick?
1: Uh, I've gone with he runs away at $9. Um, Don't mind him at all. Opened at $11 and already down to $9, so you better get in early. Voila. With the trainer, I just feel like he can get it get it done again. Um, with a last race with a win and the so his last four have been win, third, win, win. So I
0: feel like he can get it done again. But good form. I don't blame you there. Race three, twelve hundred meters. Cecilia, Cock Match, Cock Spirit, Cadeau. Those are the four that will all roll forward and battle for the front spot in what will be another exceptionally fast run race. Last time at Rose Hill, Cadeau. One in incredible fashion, was lovely, just ran a perfect race, did nothing wrong. I'm very familiar with this horse, and I've been on every start since I was able to punt. It's been making me some nice money because it's never missed the top two. So I don't expect him to miss the top three again. He's never run a bad race. Tommy Berry will steer him right once more. The favorite, another one, looks to be the one to beat, as well as Cockmatch looking incredibly over the odds there, but... Uh, Art Kedow has had my money before, and it will be the same on Saturday. What do you reckon, Nick?
1: I know you will have a good cock match, mate, but um, I'm, oh. I'm going, I'm going with the uh, <laughs> um, uh, Art Cade- Kedow. How do you say it? Art Kedow. Art Kedow. I'm um, picked him as well. One, he won here on the heavy track. Um, consistent, very consistent horse, and Tommy Berry will get it done. I reckon.
0: Yes, uh, you bastard. You like a cock yeah. match more than me, you dickhead. <laughs> but, um, race four, 1300 meters going to be run at a moderate tempo promotions and believe write your name and he's a hot shot. are going to be the ones that are uh, roll forward. But out of those four, I believe that only promotions is going to be the one to lead all the way. And with J-Mac on board, it ticks all the boxes for me. Starla once more sticks out to me at $12 to win at
1: $3.60. Yeah, mate. I'm also on Starla.
0: Very good horse. Uh, I feel like it will get it done. Race five. Back to 1,100 metres. Oakfield Twilight and Rare Episode roll forward. J-Mac Ridden Lady Banff will just sit off the pace nicely and wait for its chance to hit the line at the end. Voldestana and Miss Fox look over the odds to me, as well as JJ or I'm not sure how you even pronounce that. I hope I got it right. But uh, key threat, James Cumming trained Mayor Plaquette. This preparation, she's been outstanding in the midweek races, scoring dominant victory from the rear in good time. After that, she qualified for the Saturday races and she went to Flemington and ran a strong race, missing the win by h- only half a length. She's ready to peak in fitness, gets Hugh Bowman on board. I mean, he didn't have it as an amazing return to Sydney racing as J-Mac did, but uh, he can bounce back here with the reliable plaquette, $3.20 odds. I mean, I think if you've been listening to my tips, I'm sort of leaning towards Rose Hill being a favourite day again, so I'm happy to take the favourite plaquette at $3.20 odds. Nick, what do you reckon?
1: I've gone with Lady Banff. Um, back J Mac to get it done. Um, Lady Banff has won twice at first up, and I give him a chance again here at four dollars eighty. So.
0: Yeah, that's fair enough. Yeah, I, I was thinking Lady Banff as well, but what scared me off was it was Sportsbet best of the day. Yeah. And I, if anyone's been paying attention on their Sportsbet account, Sportsbet best of the day almost never win. I don't know who gives the tips out there. They're certainly not as good as the TMRC because uh, we actually give out winners.
1: I, I think it's a, it's a, this is a bit of um conspiracy theory. I reckon they do it on purpose to get the people that don't know much about horses. They see best of the day. They go, oh, good horses hop on it. And it's good. Cause obviously they're not going to hire good tippers to give tips to the people. They want to, they want to make money.
0: I mean, you've got make- a good point there. I wouldn't be surprised. They want to be making the money. They want to sucker in the, not as knowledgeable punters they want to the knowledgeable punters see they go ooh best of the day load on that and then they lose and sports bet get to the bank so uh i mean i i wouldn't be shocked if you're right on that one nick too easy um, have you got any thoughts for that race or oh wait no you said oh, lady bam yeah, yeah we already got your um yes my bad a oh, little bit of a brain malfunction there race 6 Two-kilometer race, 2,000 meters, ATC Cup, going to be run at a moderate tempo. Graceful Glamour and Wolf hits the front. They're going to challenge each other, see who can maintain the front spot. Mayo and used to stable runners at 2,000-meter-plus races. They're going around at a strike rate of about 26%, so you have to respect Bonvicini, bon who could definitely win. Fantastic classic J-Mac Waller combo, so you have to be careful betting against that. However, I like the Wallace stablemate, Savakul. Cool has won once this prep at Hawkesbury, six runs back. Faces a rise in distance. However, rates highly in my mind. Tommy Berry retains the ride and is one of the major chances. I've been following Savakul and she's been improving steadily. So I can't not take her at $15 to win at $4.20 to place. Perfect each way bet for your Saturday, I believe. Nick, what do you reckon?
1: I'm on the wolf here. um, Timmy Clark, hopefully he can get it done. Uh, first up again here with a record of two wins, one second place, and a third place from five first offs. Um,
0: has a chance to get it done, so that's my tip. Good tip there, Nick. Race seven, we move on. That's the Festival Stakes. Going to be a great race. However, that's why we're saving it for later for the great tip off. We're going to be discussing it, won't we, Nick?
1: Yes, we will be.
0: Okay, moving on. Race eight, 1100 meters again. This one's more of my more detailed ones, and because I mean. There's so much value. Cowby's gonna love this race. Um Spaceboy and Villamy roll forward fast, with everyone else sitting just off them the whole race. Um In and Up, over the odds at $12 to win and $3.80 to place. Poetic Charmer over the odds at $23 to win and $5.50 to place. And Verdine over the odds at $10 to win and $3.30 to place. They may as well call this the over the odds stakes because my goodness, on paper, there's a lot of value. Vada looks hard to beat, that's why she's the favourite. Probably won't get the job done in my mind. I have two plays for this race, and they're both great value odds. They're both each-way plays. First off, Space Boy. Been following this boy; its last couple of preps, and I have fallen in love. Just missed when heavily backed last start at Randwick on a soft track when resuming, and won a trial convincingly lately, which means that I know that I reckon she's back in form. Um, it's not she; it's he, Space Boy. Space Boy won four of eleven as favourite. Won a few in a row back earlier this year and I was on every single one of them so I was relishing and all the money it was making me has all the chops to get it um done again today. Uh we'll be riding it again. My second play, Tactical Advantage, $26 to win, $6.50 to place. In fact, it's my ruffie of the day, Zabalarina got up last week as the ruffie of the day and I um believe that Tactical Advantage can make the top 3 to place or get a sneaky win. Made ground last start at Newcastle with a snagged fourth at huge odds. We'll get a nice run behind genuine tempo. J Mac on board. Seven of this horse's wins, eleven wins in its career, come on the dry ground. So the conditions are gonna suit. Both majorly over the odds. Space boy and tactical advantage each way for me. Nick, who have you got? Um,
1: I think I know you said stay away, but I think it's very, I got two tips as well for this one. Um Vita the favourite. I feel like he's gonna be too strong. Um Karen McAlvoy on it. Uh he'll he'll love it. Dad loves that jockey as well. Shout, shout out to dad. He'll be listening this week. So um, just, a, just a quick one for him. He'll love that. Um, but my second tip, uh, yeah, I've been on him for last couple of weeks, last couple of starts, tactical advantage as well for each way. Um, just just to let you know, if you're going to hop on him, every single race that I've tipped him, which has been his last three or four, um, he he has come down in the odds right before race day. So much, so much. So get on him early. Um, So we've picked him at $26 and $7 to um, place, $5
0: each way, I believe. Um, So, yeah, that's all from me. Great horse. I mean, roughy of the day at the moment, but come race day, might not even be at roughy odds the way that the market has smashed him on race day. But, uh, yeah, we move on last race of the day. Race nine, 1,500 metres. Not really a cracking race to finish the day by any means. Too big Fari has a sneaky chance to lead all the way and win due to it being the only horse in the race that likes to run from the front. And at $10 odds to win and $3.30 to place, has some nice each-way odds there. Wouldn't blame you for taking it. Great news appears to be the one to beat. War-trained horse, I know you like them, Nick, yep. has gone first, second, and first against um, again in its last three starts. Has excellent form and is favorite for good reason. However, the boys at the TMRC should already know who I'm on. It's Miss Einstein. Backed her at last, two starts each way. Brought home two placings in those affairs to win me a small profit, just a little bit. Loves to just sit off the pace and runs the last 200 really well. I expect the same from her on Saturday. Just loves the dry conditions as well. So $11 to win and $3.50 to place. She is my best each way bet of the day. Very nice I'm
1: on number eight super Hugh Bowman he can get it done here she's apples eh um tip at eight dollars um, but she's gonna go down quick I'm looking at the odds right now she's already down to seven so she's in the inside barrier um yeah I, I give her give her the chance I can get it done I reckon so
0: super's my tip for number nine don't blame you that rounds out a beautiful Rose Hill Gardens race card for Saturday. And uh, we move on to the great tip-off.
1: Yes, sir. Yes,
0: uh, the great tip-off. Last week, we had four races. And, I mean, until the last one, we hadn't really gone very good. We were stuck around the fifth to eighth mark in the, all of the big races of the day. But uh, in the end, inspirational girl. You backed it. It got up. Cam and Tari mine, only ran fifth. I told you guys on the Instagram, if you haven't seen it, at the Mock Racing Club on Instagram, I've told you to forget Kemantari now. I'm never going to be backing it again. Hasn't won in two years, and I don't think he'll ever win again at this rate. But, yeah, inspirational girl got you the point for punter of the week, and uh, you take the early lead in the great tip-off.
1: Yes, 1-0, and I don't think I'll be winning very long, but we'll take the lead right now, boys.
0: Okay, the great tip-off. The first race that we're going to discuss is Mooney Valley Race 8. Who have you got, Nick, and why?
1: I've gone with number 10, Profit's Thumb. Inside barrier. Um, I like the value on it at $9.50 currently. Uh, Jai McNeil. Um, not much to say about it. Just like the look of it. Stood out to me. And yeah, get it done. Get it done, son.
0: Uh, I've gone seemingly discreet. Big fan of this horse. Has never I've been following her this whole prep and she's made me a bit of money with two wins and a ninth coming out of its three starts. Loves to settle in the midfield pack or just off the back, then flies home unlike any other horse in this race.
1: Alright, Rose Hill race seven now. I've gone for number nine Sambro. Very hard to stay away from the J max CJ Waller combo and he's just come off a um a break, so hopefully he can get it done at eleven dollar odds and three fifty to place
0: i went for through the cracks i love through the cracks i love the way it goes about its business just loves to sit off the back watch the horses in front of him tire and leave him a gap to explode through and run hard as the line has the fastest closing speed in the race by far and last start at newcastle won nicely by three quarters of a length breaking the clock in doing so with his blistering late speed out of 15 starts of his career he has won seven of them and placed in another five so with that form Not sure why he hasn't made the jump into group races yet, but uh, he's not far off. I think through the cracks is a class above and will prove too good for the field once more. It'll be through the cracks each way for me on the day.
1: Very nice. Um, I just wanted to add the number two Rainier. Dad and I have been watching this horse for a couple of weeks now um, just because of our mate Alex Rayner. Love Alex Rayner. But unfortunately... It's done nothing, so I'm staying away from it now. Alex Rayner is is the mock. So, um, Ugh. we'll get on to the next one. What was the next one?
0: Um, Ascot. it's Ascot Race Nine, race the Group One nine. for the day, and the last Group One that'll be happening for a couple of weeks, I think. Uh, or there might be one next week. I'm not sure, but uh, the Group Ones are certainly drying up these days. But uh, Ascot Race Nine, winner bottom stakes. Who have you got? I think we're going to be on the same one, but I
1: th- I think it's I think it's fairly obvious, and if you're not on it, I'll be surprised to be honest. Trekking, uh, Pikey again, too too strong. Um, it will be straight into my multi on Saturday. I know that for sure. Um, I w- I probably won't put any money on the win just because the odds are too low at two dollars two dollars twenty, and I'm sh- assuming he will go even lower on Saturday. But yeah, he'll be definitely in my multi for Saturday. He will be also my best of the day.
0: Yeah, don't blame me there. I'm also on trekking, because uh how in the world is this a group one race? This is easily the worst Winterbottom bottom stakes field that we've seen in a while. I believe that tracking is going to absolutely slaughter this field. Just listen to this form. Second in the Moir Stakes, fourth in the Everest, second again in the Manquiado, plus it gets Willie Pike, the King of the West. Uh my god. No other horse stands a chance in my mind, just like Inspirational Girl last week. Trekking has the form and the jockey to win this race easily if it wants. But, I mean, it would be rude not to include a couple of others. So I uh, can't ignore Farnham-ridden, GNA-trained Celebrity Crean. She could run around the track at nice odds and cause havoc if she was able to upset and win. But there is just no way that I can't select Trekking. Not only is my tip for the tip-off, but my best of the bet for the whole day as well. He is just a horse that is above the class here. I mean, he's an Everest-run horse and almost pulled up an upset before classic legend pulled away. So I think he'll go over to Perth and absolutely these guys probably even run it in by a couple of lengths here.
1: Very nice. All right, that's the tip off done. So Yes, very let's nice. See how we go this week?
0: Uh yes, if you're unfamiliar with how the tip off works, you get uh points for a certain placing. If you come first, 3 points, come second, 2 points, come third, 1 point. And Nick took the win last week with Inspirational Girl, giving him three points to mine none. So hopefully the uh, tip-off's a little bit more successful this week, get a few more placings and make it a little bit more competitive. But uh, yes, we'll divvy up to see at the end of the year who's the punter of the year. But I mean, it's going to be a very short count because of how late in the year we've started this. But next year, it'll be a bit more revealing who's the better punter out of the two. But uh, thank you for joining me today, Nick. It's been lovely hearing a lot of your analysis.
1: Yes, thank you for having me again. And, well, we, we just want to thank everyone. for. Well, I, I honestly personally did not think we were going to get as much attention as we did. Neither last did week. I. So all, the, all of our mates that are out there listening, um, you guys are the best. We love you. Um, I think how many made the account like last week and what, 50 followers or something like that? And we're almost know.
0: at 50 followers. We had almost 80 listeners on the podcast as well, which was very unexpected. We appreciated it highly. But, uh, yeah, so I really appreciate you guys joining the journey here of the the Mock Racing Club. Stay keen on the Instagram, at the Mock Racing Club on Instagram. We're going to be giving weekly tips out there as well and good research information and statistics for you guys to follow, like my follow, forgive, forget, and uh, who's the form jockey plus, you know, rundowns of the cards a couple of days after we've done them, maybe even a couple of black bookers throughout the week. But, yeah, stay tuned on the socials as well as following us, the Mock Racing Club on Spotify and SoundCloud. That's where you can listen to us each week. Uh, but, yeah, thank you very much for the support. Before we go,
1: Nick? Yeah, thanks again, guys. Um, anything else to say? Just, yeah, I'm, I'm yeah, I don't, I don't like, th- always a help. Yeah, it's good fun getting it so done. So. Take, yeah. Um, We've got so many requests from all the boys wanting to get on it. So we'll slowly get through them. I I reckon we'll get one of the boys on next week. Um, Sure we will. They're they're chomping
0: at the bit to get on and get their voice and have their tips heard as well. So uh, there's not much else to say. Very appreciative of all the support. And I think we can't really go on to, if you'd have one better the day, who would it be? Because I think we're both going to be saying trekking for that because he's just, uh, he should be winning. Yeah. Yeah. All right, well, let's wrap it up. Thank you very much. Thank you for joining us on the second edition of the Mock Racing Podcast. Signing off for now. Join us next week. Thank you for listening.